Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. So I wanted to give you, before I preach real quick, I want to give you an update. Uh, I know a lot of you have been asking and praying for my cousin's baby, Baby Jack. Um, baby Jack came home from the hospital last week, and he's doing unbelievably well, and he's, he's exceeding all the expectations of the doctors, and they're kind of whispering the word miracle. So it's pretty awesome. So thank you for your prayers for him. All right, so let's talk about today's feast, the Feast of St. Matthew the Apostle. I've always felt a, a certain affinity, I guess, towards Matthew a deep appreciation for the fact of his call because the Lord Jesus, it seems, when call, and he called Matthew, reached all the way to the bottom of the barrel to find the least likely man to be part of his band of apostles. Like, who is the most unlikely, the least prepared, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the worst instrument I could find to be called as one of my apostles? And I find that so comforting as a priest, because I so often feel that way, that the Lord is like, who? We'll pick him. Patrick will do. All right. So, so he is a tax collector. At the start of his gospel, he's a tax collector, which means he's a collaborator with the Roman occupying powers. You can't get more hated than uh, a tax collector in the ancient Jewish world, right? He was a traitor to his own people. He's a public manifest sinner. All of these things. I was thinking this morning, like, if Jesus had hired an outside consulting firm, if they had put together a search committee, right, to vet and find, uh, you know, to identify potential candidates for his band of apostles, like, Matthew wouldn't have ever made the cut. Like, he would have been passed over so hard, so fast, he would never have been considered. And I think it's perhaps for that very reason that he responds so quickly when the Lord calls him. I just think he had just so resigned himself to this life, this identity, this hopelessness. He had given up hope of being different. Tax collectors didn't get out of their station in society. They were stuck there. So you got this Jesus. He comes along. He says, follow me. And he gets up and follows him. He just leaves it all behind. Now, we don't know the backstory. We don't know, like... Was there a buildup in their relationship? Had Matthew seen Jesus? Had he encountered him before? Had he seen any miracles? If you haven't yet seen the Chosen series, 
You gotta watch the Chosen series, especially season one. It's free on YouTube. But the way that they depict Matthew and his call and all of this is so powerful. Those of you who've seen it, you can attest to that. It is so powerful. So this scene right here, he says, follow me. He gets up and follows him. It almost reads exactly like the opening pages of Genesis, right? Where the Lord says, let there be light and there's light. The Lord says, follow me. And the man gets up and follows him. Right? Matthew shows us. This is just what I was praying with. Matthew shows us that Jesus' love, it's, it's recreative. It recreates us. It makes us new. The very word there um, is he gets up and follows him. Anastasis in Greek. It's the same word for resurrection. There is this calling forth of the dead man Matthew to new life. In the same way that Jesus says, Lazarus, come out, and the dead man comes out. The dead man stands up. Anastasis, it's the same word. There is this resurrectifying power that happens. If you've ever seen the picture of, uh, or the painting of Caravaggio's The Call of Matthew, you've got Matthew sitting at his tax collector's post, and he's pointing to himself with this utterly incredulous look, like, like who, me, kind of a thing. And you've got Jesus there on the side, and he's got his arms stretched out like this. Right? And Caravaggio was a great student of Michelangelo who painted the Sistine Chapel ceiling, and he depicted Christ's hand to make it look like the Father's hand in the creation of Adam. In other words, like this call to Matthew is a recreation. That's, what, that's what's happening. That's what's happening here. His love makes us new. His call makes us new. I guess this is the question I want us to think about. A few questions. Is do we have the same agile readiness that Matthew did to move and respond when Jesus calls? Like, do we have that same desire for deeper and deeper conversion? Or have we plateaued in our thinking that I am converted? I don't need deeper and deeper conversion. Right? We're daily mass people. We're here every day. We're obviously very committed disciples, but have I plateaued with my walk with the Lord, with my discipleship? Do I still long to be further polished? Do I still long to be created anew, right? Like from which customs posts am I sitting at do I still need to be called away from? Like the Lord's not done with you. Even though like, we're daily mass people, we're committed to The Lord's not done with you. It's not as though he's simply interested in the conversion of heinous sinners. He's interested in the conversion of everybody, the ongoing conversion. There's no such thing as a converted person. There's no such thing as a converted person, at least not in this life. It's, it's an ongoing process. It's a continuous process of being converted, ongoing conversion, letting Jesus get closer and closer, letting Jesus continually call you away from all of our idols, from all of those customs posts. Conversion, the word itself, means a turning about. And the image I have is like, like, a, like when you drill a screw into a surface, right? The turning about takes it deeper and deeper. And that's what the Lord wants for us. So I just want to invite us today on this feast day of St. Matthew, the apostle, like the most unlikely instrument of God, that we would marvel, first of all, at God's ways, that like he used the stuff of Matthew, the tax collector, the public manifest sinner. He used the stuff of Matthew, and he is using the stuff of you and I to also bring about his kingdom. I just would ask that we would pray that, ask, asking for Matthew's intercession, that we would have the same agile, eager readiness to get up 
and move when the Lord calls us into that deeper conversion, that we would not be settled. Like, yeah, this is about as converted as I need to be. This is about as good as my relationship with Jesus can get. This is about as deep as it's going to go. That's a lie from the enemy. And let's reject it this morning in Jesus' name and through the intercession of Matthew. Amen.